So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. So welcome listeners to today, another lovely conversation lined up. I think you're going to enjoy this one, particularly uh, if you are a leader or an aspiring leader, because I'm joined by Obi Abuchi, who is someone who I worked with a little while ago. Uh, he was a client of mine, and he's been very busy uh, writing a new book, which uh, came out uh, about three or four months ago in October of 21. And I will put, obviously, the links of that in the show notes. But Obi, welcome to the show. Thanks, Piers. Great to be on the show with you. And, and could you give listeners just a, a couple of minutes overview on your background and, and what you do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll start off on the personal side. So I'm a, a husband, father, three boys, three energetic boys who kept us busy during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I am an author. Yes. So the book you mentioned, Leading from your core is my third book and I run a coaching and training business called Core Leaders International which is primarily about helping leaders lead from a place of purpose and authenticity and and courage and that has a lot to do with working on the inside out rather than the outside in. Um, Happy to unpack that yeah, well, I think we're going to get into that. <laughs> Music to my ears when someone is pointing in that direction and is doing great things like books and work in that direction. Because for regular listeners of the show, they'll know that that's what we also point to a quality of mind. And so there's an alignment between what you're doing and what I'm doing. And I'd love to unpack a little bit of what's in the book because I think it's a, oh. it's a, it's a great book. Um, it's, it's one of those books which is really very easy to read um but it's got a lot of uh, structure to it it's got some great stories in it and at its heart it's pointing to what i think is fundamental so um obi what i'd like to, us to explore and we can use any way that appeals to us but sure we, we were just talking before we press record on how in leadership people have been kind of sucked into the rat race and in a way they can't quite see invisibly and innocently the obviousness and the simplicity of leading with real heart humanness in in their mojo and it it can start off like that but then they can get sort of taken away from that and Mm -hmm. I'd love to get into that and then to sort of work out what we think's in the way of that and how people can come out of that. So do you want to just give your view on it to start with and then we'll get into the conversation? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I actually start off my book with quite an intense statement. I I say a lot of leaders have lost their way and 
and I say it soberly because I'm, I'm not trying to um, be condescending in any way. It's just a, a sober assessment of my own experience and even some of my own challenges. And I remember the first experience I had working with a senior leader in business. This sort of just brings to life the challenge as I see it. Very intelligent a guy, um, had a lot of experience, but would come down incredibly hard on the people around him. And so much so that he would shout at them. He had a reputation for tearing into them. And I was, I guess, 21 at the time or 22. I was shadowing him for six months. And it just didn't seem right to me. It just mm. thought, surely there's got to be a more engaging way of leading. Um, and that really set me on this trajectory where I thought, if I'm going to ever get involved in leadership, I want to lead not from a place of authority and pressure and, and even ego, Um where it's about me and, and what I need from people, but being able to lead from a place of character and, and service and, and principles. And I think what happens is, I, I don't think any leader wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be a terrible leader. No, today. no. I, I, I really no, I want to make sure slowly. that, that mm. I, I hurt people. And I, I think it's just, it's just the pressure. It's the pressure to... Uh, perform it's the pressure to deliver and before we know it we're not reflecting we're not taking the time to really connect with our own heart and mind but instead we're going out there and thinking listen I am what I do I am what I deliver and so I need to just go out there and deliver and anyone that gets in the way or anyone that is not performing not in line with what it is I want to achieve, then because I'm already feeling this pressure, it's going to come out as anger. It's going to come out as frustration. It's going to come out as, as disappointment because there's something that we need to deliver. And I think life just does that for it, it's, a lot I, of leaders. Beginning of your book, one of the chapters, you talk about the ego games. Yes. And um, it's interesting in there, you make a distinction between some of the ego games that we play. So often it's not even that we're feeling the pressure from other people, it's ourself. Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> so yes, we can feel pressure from our investors or our stakeholders or our shareholders, but, but then we can play an ego game with ourselves, trying to always be better, trying to improve ourselves, trying to compete, coming from the ego, which might feel like, well, that's a legitimate place to be. But even that doesn't create the right aperture or, or conditions to, to, to lead with real sort of inspiration and love and resilience mm -hmm. and creativity. So I think it's really hard for leaders to see sometimes when they're stuck in their own fog. Absolutely. Because it won't look like fog <laughs> at the time, yeah. only maybe afterwards you come out of it and go, oh, now I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, th there's, a, there's a blindness to it. Mm. And, and that's the hard thing. It's 
if scales are on your eyes, but you actually think you can see, that's a really difficult place to be because you'll you'll everything that you do you'll think yep this is what needs to be done this is the right way to uh lead and so much of what what i think drives the ego game is how people perceive themselves mm. very often we define ourselves as um hey my worth or my significance comes from what I do. So I've got to do more of it. I've got to perform better or my worth comes from what I have or, or what I say about myself or what others say about myself. And, and that often drives the, the ego game because we're trying to protect our view of ourselves and, and what helps us feel secure. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's so invisibly normalized condition in society that the self you know and how i see myself and how i protect myself and how i seek for myself mm -hmm. is what we're all about now you know without getting into too much detail in this moment of podcast you know qual what quality of mind points to is the self there's a mistaken identity about what the self is you know that we think we're this this uh, personality, this this thing, this Obi, this peers, this whatever, and it mm. needs to seek, protect, and attract things. Whereas actually, we're not. We're, we're something much greater than that. Uh, and when we when we when things dissolve into that, we're we're less egotistical in a way, and we still we still achieve great things in the world. But we don't need to do all that protecting and seeking on behalf of this self, this this illusionary self. So I think I think you're right, and it. And it's so normalized that it creates the scales on the eyes as you describe it. And you think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can't see. And then, well, okay. So let, let's get into the question then. What do you think helps people see through the scales or realize there were scales on the eyes or, you know, what do you think it allows that to dissolve good yeah it's a really good question because it's <clears throat> there's this i remember growing up um not that i was hugely into science but i do remember some of the terms and e entropy was one of those terms mm -hmm. that we learned at school and and entropy is natural entropy is all about disorder it takes intention to tidy your home or tidy your garden it's just natural for it to become Chaotic. And I think that because the conditions, generally speaking, the conditions in society today naturally fuel the, the blindness. So, and by that, I'll just be specific. So mm. things like um, the comparison game on social media. So that just fuels, hey, I am, I am what I have, or I am how I look. And um or you've uh, just got, even on social media, you know, people putting you down or, or um, uh, peer pressure for younger people um, The in the workplace. It's about who's earning what. So all of that fuels this insecurity in us that then keeps us blinded to our beauty and to the amazing potential mm. that we have and i i think 
a big part of what helps the scales fall down is generally, um, sadly, traumatic experiences can do it because traumatic experiences, they're quite jarring. So maybe it's mm. a loved one. You, you often see this, especially in the corporate world, that someone's been climbing this ladder of success and then sadly there's uh, they lose a loved one or um, a senior exec has a divorce and, and loses the connection with kids. And, and then they start realizing, well, is this really worth it? Or, right. or a parent dies and and then it just forces you, you you get an opportunity to start looking in a different direction. Um, yes. And very often that direction is inward, right? That direction yes. is just, you start saying, actually, I'm grieving here or I'm sad here or um, rather than oh, what do I need to acquire? What do I need to do? It's You, you realize actually there's nothing I can do about this. It, um, that's, so that's yeah. what I think. Just... Your point is something really interesting there, really interesting. And actually I had a podcast uh, with someone called Jennifer Kaufman and it was about, she, she'd been for a lot of trauma through the Boston Marathon bombings and all this kind of stuff. She had a massive journey of transformation. And, and the nub of, you know, what she says in the podcast, and actually she's done a great film as well, is you don't need to go through all the trauma and tragedy to for the dissolving of the scales, to put it back in our language. Mm -hmm. But it's often how it happens, sure. right? Yeah. Because what you're pointing to is so interesting, because when we have that rupture, if you want to call it, you know, a divorce or something or something, yeah. we do, it jars us to look differently, as yeah. you say, often inwards. And, and then when we realize, we, we, re we sort of go to surrender, right? As in, as in it almost has to hit a bit of rock bottom before mm. it comes back up again. Mm -hmm. Now, the lovely thing to know, the lovely thing to know is you don't have to go via all that. You can just look inward and surrender the self anyway, yeah, right? True, absolutely. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to go on the stepping <laughs> yeah. stones of my life must go to somewhere rubbish. And I think, yeah. you know, that that's what we point to with quality of mind that we're all invisibly on a, on a fast or slow rat race hamster wheel and mm -hmm. we don't look. And then yeah. sometimes we get jarred into looking is, into what you're saying. Yeah. But we're saying, I guess, I think you'd probably agree with me on this. Don't wait till something <laughs> sure. necessarily goes wrong. Have a look before yeah. and you'll start yeah. to see the scales. You'll start to see them. And then once you start to see them, you'll see them more and you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, wow because the conditioning the entropy is pointing the wrong way at the moment mm. i would say in society with all the pressure the 24 7 pressure of business social media um the corporate rat race and we we look to the self to try and protect and seek in that and in a nutshell the self is always a limitation it, it is always a finite in an infinite thing so it's bound to struggle really mm -hmm. and it's only when we surrender that self and realize there's something bigger available that we can tap into obviously it'll come through via the self that we start to get more of this flow and this heart-based sort of leadership um so it's, it's fascinating isn't it and you and i get the pleasure of doing that <laughs> in our day jobs so it's yeah, nice to help yeah. people it is. And I, I guess I was just reflecting on what you were saying. You're absolutely right. You, you don't need that trauma. And 
the, the question then some people might ask is, well, how can, how can we make this way of being so appealing that people don't have to wait until they've yes. got this, had this traumatic experience. And some of the language you just used around flow, and, and I often talk about it, well, do you want to, as a leader, live a purposeful, um, resilient, um, courageous life? Do you want to um, live a life of impact? Do you want to make a meaningful difference? Do you want to reduce a lot of the stress in your life? Then this is the direction to go in um, and not wait for the, the traumatic experience because sometimes actually the traumatic experience could be quite fatal. So there's uh, yes. give you an example. In my book, uh, I talk about a leader who sadly committed suicide because all of the pressure just got to mm. them. It didn't have to be that way. If you're looking in the right direction, if you're taking the time to consider actually what really matters to me what what is important um okay maybe this deal failed but that's not the end of the world we can work around it Th this this way of being you tap into an energy a an innate resilience that helps yes. you to achieve far more than you ever thought possible and and so that's the that's the why for this. If you, if you want the why, it's, well, you want more energy, you want more resilience, you want more of a sense of purpose, then, then move in this direction. And yeah. Don't wait for the difficult moments. There, there's to, so to much in what you it. just said there. I think, let's just start with, with the why bit, is all those things, you know, would you like a more impactful leadership life, living more heart-centered, you know, more flow, less stress, less friction? Yeah. You know, People would go, yes, please. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, if you yeah. offered them a pill, they could just take. But <laughs> I think when I talk to leaders about that, and I'm sure it's something for you, they'll go, they'll be, yes, yes. Then fairly soon there'll be a but. <laughs> like, a, but I had this job, but I have this work life balance, but I have this. So I think one of the reasons people don't come in this direction earlier, earlier is because they don't actually believe it's possible given how they see the world at the moment. Yes. Right. And, and that's the cunning, invisible sleight of hand of how the mind works. You just go, oh, well, that's nice that these guys, these coaches are saying to us, we can have a life that's more blah, blah, blah. But they don't know my life. You know, I've got a lot going on and I tried it once. I, I read a book for 10 minutes and it didn't seem to work. Right. Or, or, mm. or, or, you know, it isn't that easy. Life should be hard. And, and I think they, there's a lack of, it's a bit sad really sometimes that there's a lack of um, belief that it's possible because you have to take a little bit of a leap because the mind in its current aperture won't show you it's possible. Mm -hmm. It will, so we get, I, I always think it's, we get very limited by our imagination. So people would say, oh, imagine the future you want. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Because imagination by definition is finite it's limited mm -hmm. yeah um you need to realize your imagination is just what your mind in the moment is capable of showing you which could well be very limited Indeed. Right? Yeah. so i i think we have to know that there's potential out there that is unseen and unknown in this current way of seeing 
Indeed. Right. So, so that's point one. So, that, so, so I think one of the reasons people don't get into it is because they don't believe it's possible for them because they can't see it from where they are at the moment. And as you say, I mean, it, it, just, just a horrible point about suicide. Yeah, it can happen when people really can't see. And suicide is, and I mean this with total respect for anyone who's been, uh, who knows people have done this, but it is a very permanent solution to a temporary problem. Mm. You know, it's, it's, people are not seeing what is possible and what available to them. Yeah. That, you know, that, that they're acting out of that in that moment. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a real tragedy when it happens. I always think it's such a shame that people couldn't see any further than w- what happened. So it's, I, I, don't, I think that the, the way that if we know the mind is always limiting us, Mm. then we can't stop it doing that sometimes but at least if we can know it does that yeah we don't have to take yeah. it so seriously yeah yeah I, I think we take our minds very seriously and at my shortcut and regular listeners will know this i always say it's real but never true yeah 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 that that's um i the idea of taking the mind seriously and, and what you say about the limitations even of our imagination and I think that's the difficulty because sometimes what we're talking about to people feels like groping around in the dark yes here's a a story I heard a a few years ago that I think will help there's um it was about about a guy called Mullah Nasruddin and and Mullah was he was at home, uh, there was a power failure, he lost his keys, he dropped them somewhere, and he's groping around in the dark trying to find them. And after a while, he notices that there's a light outside. And so he goes outside, under the lamp outside, to continue looking for his keys. Now, automatically, and everyone's thinking, come on, that's ridiculous, but you left your keys inside, right? Why would you go outside? because that's where the light was, right? Mm. And so he's looking for his keys. A friend of his comes over and says, hey, Mula, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trying to find my keys. And so the friend being a great friend gets down on his knees and helps Mula with the search. And after a while, Mula or his friend says to Mula, do, do you remember where exactly you lost your keys? And Mula said, oh, I, I dropped them inside. And his friend yeah. shocked them. Then why are you looking for them outside? And Mula says, well, this is where the light is. Yeah. And yes. I, I, that's such an important message, I think, for us, that we often go to where the light is, where it's easy. We think, oh, yeah, but I can make sense of this. So I, I, if you're asking me to look inward and think about my values or my worldview or my beliefs, that's I, I can't quite grasp that. I can't quite see that. It's not as tangible. But But, yeah, tell me that I need to acquire this skill and I need to give feedback in this way. Now that I can grasp, that's, there's light there. I can work with that. And yet, if he had just taken the time carefully to think, all right, this may take longer, but I'm going to get the outcome by searching carefully inside than by going out. Because as there could be light for the next gazillion years outside, I am never going to find my keys outside, it's, but it's activity. And so yes, it's easy to say, but yes, at least yes, I'm yes. doing something. At least yes. I'm doing something. I, I think that's such a, um, I, I heard that story years ago. I didn't know the name of the person. So it's fascinating, but I, I heard a version of it years ago. And it's such a great metaphor story because you are right. And I think m- my, my take on that from a quality of mind perspective is that 
the light that we that we go to now is the what I would call the content of the mind, what the psychology produces, either in what's going on in the outside world sure. or even because this has shifted for me in the last 10 years, even the inward path of me, the self, me, my values, my beliefs, my, oh, let me understand who I am uh, at my story level sure. is still searching in the wrong place. But it has a bit more light on it than where I go with quality of mind, which is to the nature of the mind, the nature of reality, which is really in the dark. Right. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Right. But it, but it's often where people get to seek and search. Oh, I'm going to find out more about me, the made up me. Right. Mm. Now, I'm saying to people, actually, move the torch or the lamppost to this area that you really probably haven't seen before. Right. Which is before psychology. That, that's the nickname for it. Before psychology, upstream to the content of what's in our awareness, our sensations, feelings, you know, thoughts but actually to the nature. And when you go there, it's fascinating because by starting to surrender and look in there, it makes a difference to what turns up in the content of our psychology, right? Mm. And, but it's so unconventional for people to go, it's, it feels a bit less tangible mm -hmm. uh, and you can't use your conceptual mind to do it, which is what we're all trained to do and conditioned through school, which is to, evaluate and analyze and categorize and conceptualize that's what we're all trained to use our conceptual mind to do so you so the tool you think you've got which is your big thinking mind doesn't even work in there yeah yeah right which really confuses people <laughs> yeah but beautifully when you, you you only need to nudge it awake a bit and it starts to kick in for you so you know when we're talking about people with their transformation journeys they're dissolving mm -hmm. a self there's almost like a magic, a synchronicity of magic takes over where they fall back into their seeing. Yeah. So all we've got to do is wake it up, mm -hmm. right? Because we've put it to sleep through our conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we've stopped looking. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 is that how you would see it as well? A little bit? I mean, maybe different language, but it's... Sure, that, yeah. Just... I, I think you've used two words just falling back into and surrendering and I think that's something that's important to highlight this does require a letting go mm. a letting go of how I think I see and 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 what I see and what emerges so for example and and sometimes I, I try to have it how to put this into language that at least helps people begin to look in the in the right direction yeah yeah think of most people have had those incredible shower moments and what i mean is when you're in the shower you're not thinking about a problem you're not worrying you're just hey you know singing in the rain and then all of a sudden you have this insight into a challenge that's been bothering you for a while that for me is an example of something that's that's possible in this space where you're not you're not forcing it. You don't have to get some, um, you know, mind mapping session and let's do yeah, a hackathon. Exactly. And I'm not saying those aren't good things to do. That they they're useful. They have their place. But but just what happened there? You, how do you explain that? How do you explain that shower moment where? You're just thinking of something completely different. You're enjoying yourself. And then all of a sudden an insight comes. And so 
and that's a that's a surrendered moment. I'm not trying to force it. My mind, my consciousness is able to do something. So there's something happening in the back. Yes. But I can't always um, put down as black and white and, and here's how you control that. But it requires more letting go. And I have a lot of those moments recently where I've had ideas and initiatives for how to um, serve clients better by not forcing it, but just mm. allowing this space to emerge by having more solitude, even more solitude and silence, just building more of that into my life rather than forcing um, solutions to. I, I'm actually just doing a new little series of videos called That Moment When to, to point to little moments in day-to-day, everyday life when we can go, oh, What's that about? Because we just take them for granted. So yeah. one of them would be the shower moment when you had that little bit of insight or inspiration about something pops in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be that moment when we, you know, and there's a few of these, but where we, we really lose ourselves in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And it might be we're just going for a walk. It might be we're doing our hobby. It might be we're exercising. It might be an amazing book or conversation with someone. And there's no sense of self in that right then the self mm-hmm. comes back in and commentates on what a lovely moment it was sure. right yeah. um or another one would be and the, the, I, I love moments like this where we have moments of synchronicity or premonition even right and they, they've actually started the ions institute of neurotic um, sciences have started studying this now of when you think about something or someone and then the phone message bings or something or the email comes or you some and it's just like oh, well, no, is that just coincidence? Mm-hmm. Or is there, you know, that moment when, is there something more magical to look at that that we normally just disregard as, well, that's just how it happens sometimes. Sure. Or, you know, because if you start looking with a curiosity to those moments, the inspiration, mm-hmm. the premonition, the losing yourselves, uh, you, you, you have to go, hmm, it's clever, this mind thing, isn't it? right? <laughs> yeah. well, what's going on there? Now, yeah. you, you could brush it off with all sorts of whatevers. But I think when you start to look at that, you with a curi- with a fresh curiosity, like a five or six year old would, right, mm-hmm. rather than our slightly skeptical, cynical conditioned minds that we've got through with yeah. the rat race. There's something lovely in that. Right. And then when you start to see that those moments are not coincidences there's some, there's something we can tap into and we could have them more of the time about more things imagine mm. being in flow more of the time imagine having more inspiration more of the time imagine having more love connection just ease more of the time wouldn't mm. that be great and it wouldn't make you some kind of hippie that sits on top of a mountain and doesn't do anything in the world probably make the opposite it would make you more uh active and present in the world and purposeful so at one level it's really simple. Yeah. We're just mistaken as to what's going on and what our, what our job or role of the self is, I think. Yes, yes. And the, the other, as you were describing that, one of the things that came to mind for me was not trying to control that because mm-hmm. that's the other thing with the, 
more conscious mind. Uh, I, I want to control things. And so I, I, how do I force that? How do I make that happen? Whereas if I recognize that that's just innate, it's, it's the way it works at its best, then what I try to do is get out of my way and allow for more of that space. That's just, crucial you know. what you're pointing to. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because when, and I'm sure, I don't know if it's the same for you, I imagine it is, when you talk to leaders about that, about, you know, actually, you know, what's your view on controlling and managing what's going on? They go, well, I need to, right? And you're like, well, why do you need to? Well, if I don't, then X or Y won't happen or Z might happen. Right. Now, and then if you just explore into that a little bit further, the reason they, they want X or Y to happen or Z not to happen is they think there's something at risk that's fundamentally to do with them. Mm-hmm. So they've got their ego on the line and they don't want Absolutely. their ego to get affected by the wrong outcome. So then they try to go into control and to manage. Right yeah. now on things they don't we're, This is the interesting thing is that on things they don't care about, they're just willing just to go with it. yeah and guess what happens they get an even better result yeah yeah so there's the weird thing that the more you get attached and invested in your outcome the more you get in your own way the more you put your foot on the hose of your own inspiration resilience creativity even though you actually really really want it to go a particular way i mean that's why people don't perform well under pressure Mm-hmm. it's really obvious this isn't it yet we spend up much of our life trying to control and manage stuff trying to stop something happening when actually instinctively we know we're better when we get out of our own way indeed yeah yeah, yeah. it's a total paradox and that's something i think more leaders certainly want it's i want to be able to get out of my way under pressure how can yes. i experience so flow it's one thing to feel like you've got flow when everything's going well how can you experience that flow when there's absolute chaos um yeah i'm a big jedi fan partly because of my name i guess um but, but <laughs> oh you whole... couldn't help it with, with obi <laughs> yeah you exactly. can't help it yeah <laughs> but the whole thing with with being a jedi it's you know the pressure's on and you're not in your way you're able to experience this um inner peace uh that isn't mm. controlled by the situation or by uh the circumstances um but just navigating it and and it's hard so I I don't want to give an impression that even for myself it's been easy over time what one of the shifts that that I've had to make is um learning to ride circumstances than control them and think okay I've got to control this well just just treat it as a wave and just ride it. I mean, no yeah. one would go to the, the ocean and say, that's it, there's a wave coming. All right, guys, here's a contraption, control it. Navi-. You don't do that. You ride the wave. That's how you, I'm not a surfer, but that's that's how you enjoy that experience. By and and it's, it's a great way of what, what you're pointing to there is, is great because it, it comes back to what the initial seeing is. So 
it's so fascinating when someone would say, well, yeah, I can get in flow, but not when it's a pressured situation or not when it's a difficult situation. Now, pause right there, because what have you done? The mind's already categorized that and defined that as a difficult situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so there's something about initial perception to spot and go, oh, right? It appears to me, it feels to me difficult, challenging, stressful, whatever. Now, if we know that that very sensation of stress or difficulty or pressure is just the intelligence of the system telling you, hey, you're seeing this in my language through a contracted aperture through low quality of mind, back off the appearance of perception right now. Just roll into it, lean into the wave Don't try and bash through it. Mm -hmm. I must defend myself from this wave because the wave is just an appearance on the screen of perception if I'm not mixing my metaphors, right? And if you just be with the is of -hmm. it, because anything you resist persists, right? So if if, if you are surfing and you try and resist the wave, I mean, I'm not a surfer, but I imagine that would be an awful way to surf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're sailing a boat and and, and you don't understand that the wind pushes the boat in a certain way and you try to resist the wind, Mm-hmm. it's not going to work so we have to lean into what is yeah. rather than try and control and manage and I, I think there's something so fascinating that actually the very um desire to want to control and manage is the intelligence of the system telling you back off but we think it's life that feels hard we go oh it oh that that feeling of hard or difficult is just how it is no 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 that in itself is intelligence telling you back off mm. back off it you're trying to control and manage this not roll with what is yeah yeah it i i can imagine some people hearing us and saying especially if they're new to the yeah. concepts and the ideas and say that just sounds like utopia <laughs> right isn't it normal to just feel the pressure and the stress and and be part of of the rat race and and play the ego game isn't that normal it's just you know how, how do you even attempt to play well yeah and, and you're right it, it is it is normalized it is normalized and i think there's two things well one which you said earlier and another thing i had well one is we're not saying you know, you and I and, and people we work with don't ever feel stressed and pressured. Yes, we yeah. do, but we know what it's made of, mm-hmm. right? And we know that that sensation is telling us back off, not, oh, that's what life is, right? So we, we certainly feel it, but we don't buy into it so much. So for yeah. me personally, you know, I still experience moments of stress and pressure and whatever, but not for nowhere near as long as I used to, more like a five-year-old. It, it will come in and then it will just go again because I know what it's made of. And I don't just go, oh, that's life feeling hard. I know that sensation is telling me to back off, right? So th- that's that's the first thing. And and so it's not like we're in this utopian world where everything's always bliss. Not, not at all, but we know what it's made of. And secondly... The fact that people don't, it's what we said before, if, if, you, if you can't see that there's, that there's something else, no wonder you're going to carry on normalizing it, right? But we're saying, no, there is a different way. Yeah, yeah. It's hiding in plain sight, Yeah. right? And if you give yourself a, just a moment to press pause on how you see things, is what you were saying earlier about just spotting those little moments, right? Mm-hmm. 
and to go, well, maybe there is a different way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to reflect on that. It doesn't take long to start to see it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. whilst you're squished up against the, your own reality, you won't see it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons for me, I, I talked about, you said pause, and, and I talk about just building more time of rest and, and solitude and, and, and silence and not being so busy that I don't have time to see. I don't have time to um, explore looking in a different direction or even celebrate, celebrate those moments and celebrate those insights um, that I have that were unplanned. Um, that the more well, I think I it's because you respect that. the nature of the mind and you know it works, works better when you give it a bit of space, yeah. like internal space. I mean, you, yes, you can still be... Yeah. Act actively busy but it's internal so, so yeah. you, you you've calibrated to that so there's an obviousness for you in that but i think often what happens is we get that feeling of itchiness activity it takes mm. us the wrong way is what you said earlier it takes yeah, yeah. us the wrong way right so we busy ourselves up where the light is mm -hmm. back, back to the story right which is in in activity psychological activity or whatever and that stops us seeing even more so i think for people there is a pressing pause to see to start with yeah, um, yeah. And, and then it doesn't take that long. It's, it's a, it always amazes me how quickly people can wake up again. Because uh, we've all kind of fallen numb asleep and then we can wake back up again. It doesn't take long. It does. And the more, in my mind, of course, the more direct path we go, the quicker we wake up and the bigger we wake up. Um, so we move where we're looking even, even more. Um, Obi, I'm, my New Year's resolution is to try and keep my podcast shorter. Um, so, <laughs> okay. but, but the conversation is so glorious and rich, we could carry on. But I'm just thinking of time. Is there anything that you would like to sort of uh, give a little, anything else to add, a little summary, any, a synopsis of this? How would you kind of sum this up for listeners uh, in, in our, our conversation, if you could, in 30 seconds? Maybe that's too difficult a task, but, but over <laughs> to you to, for some final thoughts. Sure. We talked about how people could start looking in this direction and trauma was one way, but I, I think asking ourselves some questions about what's the most meaningful life that you could live. Mm. You know, start reflecting on your life at a much deeper level, I think you'll find that you'll start looking in a direction that is far more useful, far more health, helpful, and even healthy for you as a leader. So that's, uh, I just yeah. wanted to leave that as a, as a question. So people realize it's not, it doesn't have to be so intense. It can just be a question that just gets you thinking and looking in a different direction. I think I think it's, it's a very simple step at one level. And I think what I would then suggest is that once you've asked yourself that question and come up with some answers, reflections, maybe don't then go, yeah, but that can't happen. Right. Mm, <laughs> so, so have the reflection and then hold open possibility that that's just not a pipe dream to have on a Sunday afternoon for half an hour. No, it can. This th Absolutely. what we're pointing to is available universally. It's part of the human gift doesn't mean we're all going to be Elon Musk and, you know, in, or, or Ronaldo or whatever. I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but I'm saying an inner peace of mind, an inner well-being, an okayness with what is, 
and a desire to create and all that kind of stuff is available for everyone. Indeed. Right. So have those reflective questions that you, you said to inquire on, you know, what would what would life look like for me if I was just living more purposefully, in, you know, in my heart more and then go, yeah, that's mm. possible. I just need to. It's more of a subtractive. I need to just do I need to see the other direction. It's, it's taking things off the mind, not adding things yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think that's a great it's a, it's a great place to leave it. And I'd also just say to um Listeners, you know, check out uh, your work, your book. I know you've got, is it a new website you've got coming or? Uh, there's, we're launching a new website on the 1st of Feb, but yeah. Um, right. Well, we'll, we'll put all that details yeah, in the show notes for people to check you out. Um, cool. And I'm sure if people want to, they'll, they'll get in contact with you. Big, big thanks from me for coming on the show. Oh, really enjoyed the conversation. Um, nice to connect again. Been a real pleasure. So thank you. Thanks, Piers. Yeah real joy okay some lovely food for thought there um listeners we're adding in a new little feature to make it even easier for you to share your views comments insights and questions and if you head over to www.sayhi.chat forward slash qom that's sayhi.chat forward slash qom you can leave us a little voice note which is a super easy way for you to connect with us and we might even then be able to respond to your voice note in the podcast so ask us any questions about this episode or anything to do with the quality of mind podcast in general we'd love to hear from you and as usual have fun being curious and keep exploring catch you on the next episode if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz and also feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious. <laughs>